Tom, are you okay? I lost her. Her? She was going to be this epic, trilogy-worthy character. I was going to be the hottest writer in Hollywood. But I can't get past Act One! You need some writer's group therapy. Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. So, Tom, I think it's about that that time of year where we do another episode about Star Wars or something Star Wars. (laughs) We haven't done that in a while, huh? I know, right? (laughs) But we were talking about Star Wars recently because we both just saw Mary Poppins Returns because they're so related. They're so related, right? But one of the things that really struck me about that and then, trust me, guys, we'll get to Star Wars eventually, is beat by beat, it's pretty much the original movie. It, it really was. I was, um, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it had, you know, um, one of the big complaints my, I went with my parents, they were upset they didn't have the same songs in it. They almost oh, wanted no. to see, the, they wanted to see the same movie practically, mm-hmm. but um, they almost did, but with new songs. And other than that, though, uh, you know, literally almost beat per beat, it was the same story as the original. Mm-hmm. just with characters changed, you know, instead of chimney yeah. sweeps, it was lamplighters and what have you. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the same thing. Cause I remember people were talking, they're like, Oh no, not another remake. And I'm like, no, this is a sequel. And yet the sequel feels kind of like a remake. It's just like they like, started with the same script almost. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Just like star Wars, the force awakens kind of felt like a remake of a new hope. Hey, guys, we tied it back into Star Wars. But seriously, what is the deal with Hollywood doing that? If you're going to make a sequel, shouldn't you make a true sequel instead of like a sort of remake sequel something or another? I think um, as a a fan of all these these, uh, franchises, I love the sci-fi ones. I think um, I see the repeated, uh, I guess you call it the the method uh, opera, uh, the MO, the... uh, Modus operandi. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the modus <laughs> operandi. They kind of want to do what works, I guess, is, you know, they want to start from a place that they know was successful and then work from there. And, I mean, for for better or worse, I guess. And as a fan, you go to these movies and, you you know, you want to enjoy them. And I really I, you know, enjoyed most of them, you know, and my first experience with them. But, you know, on retrospective, more in-depth look, you kind of feel cheated. You're like, well, they really didn't give you that much any of anything new mm-hmm. in fact um this is this is kind of interesting i just saw uh, mortal engines with a friend of mine um, oh the peter jackson film about the cities that are like on tank treads that go around eating other tinier cities yeah and my friend who took me to the movie because it was a, a screening um he kept elbowing me and kept pointing out point plot points of that movie that were just <laughs> like star wars it was it was almost like because it's a spoiler alert don't listen if you want to see immortal engines at the end, one of the heroes flies a flying ship, not a spaceship, into the giant London uh, tank city, like like you know, the, uh, either Luke or the Millennium Falcon fly into the Death Star in you know those movies mm-hmm. and blows it up. So you know, it was a little too. He kept elbowing me and go, oh, the end. and then you know, and the the hero's you know father you know was the villain, that kind of thing. It was just like we were watching Star Wars all over again. It's like, does anybody know that they just copied Star Wars in this? <laughs> but that was not a sequel. 
to Star Wars. So no, it wasn't like they they yeah they made the sequel of the movie, but it was it, it was funny because we were just, we were been talking about this this idea mm-hmm. of these sequels, and um you know has Hollywood literally run out of ideas that they're remaking uh you know classic movies as new movies but in different you know settings, just literally the plot points line up it was so um, bizarre yeah i mean i get that they might be trying to play off the nostalgia factor because a lot of these that we're pointing out it's been five ten whatever years um and one of the debates we had um off air was i think you said well yeah people want the nostalgia factor they want to you know something new for their children to love and blah 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 and i said yeah but mary poppins and star wars you can watch those anytime and they play them on TV right. all the time, and you grow up watching them. So it's not that hard to go find the original. Right. And and I think everyone I've spoke to about Mary Poppins Returns felt that the original was just as good as the remake or the sequel. Freudian Slip, you called it a remake right there. Yeah, exactly. It felt like a remake. But it, it, they, they felt that the, they liked the original one better. Um, uh, I think, and I, I felt like, um, you know, the, the, the new one, had these amazing visual effects and you know and you know great songs and stuff but it felt like um it felt like they were trying really hard to you know just like improve on the on the original movie rather than making a new movie and and it was like at at the point when they got to the lamplighters doing their song and dance i'm like okay we've gotten to the part of the chimney sweeps now yep and it just i it kept hitting me on the head with these you know, uh, uh, beats these uh, the beats of the story, or like and the upside down like... room uh, with yeah. uh, I forget is it um, Meryl Streep's character? Same mm-hmm. thing, like the upside down tea party, the flying tea party, yeah, yeah, the floating tea party. And then you know, and everyone was expecting the you know, live action slash animation mix up. You know, we all because of the, that was ground. That here's the thing that was groundbreaking when Disney did it. You know, and the original Mary Poppins movie. And I think now we're so accustomed to all these visual effects and all these these fancy things that it doesn't have the same magic that it did back then because it was really, truly innovative when they did it originally. Mm-hmm. And now it's like we expect that. And like if they didn't do that, then we'd be like, well, what are they, you know, why didn't they do that? So it's kind of like we're kind of like caught in the middle between give the fans what they want and give them something they're not expecting so that it's more interesting. And I think we lately we've been getting a little bit more of give the fans what they want. In fact, I, I've meant often said with the Star Trek franchise, with the reboots, with the Chris Pine, where they've kind of it's an alternate timeline, so it's not a it's not a remake. It, they're new stories, but it's an alternate timeline. But they still they still keep hitting a lot of the same beats. Uh, they did mm-hmm. the one movie with uh, Com- uh, Benjamin Cumberbatch where he played Benjamin uh, Cumberbatch. Con. What was his name? Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict. Sorry, ben- <laughs> Benedict. I apologize, uh, Benedict. Uh, <laughs> unusual name in hollywood and i'm like benedict, Benjamin? <laughs> anyway. benedict cumberbatch sorry back up because that was really funny to me go on what were you saying so in the uh one of the uh jj abrams uh new timeline star trek movies uh, uh benedict cumberbatch played the classic character of khan so mm-hmm. here they are they're bringing back something from star trek 2 from the old original series of movies um, it was a new story, but you know, it's kind of like they're pandering to the to the fans like, oh, here's something, you know, so you'll like it, even mm-hmm. though most people didn't. And we, almost the fans were almost begging them not to do it as leaks came out that that's what it was going to be. And they kept it all secret up until the, the movie came out. And then it was like, OK, we weren't surprised because we knew you were going to do that. And it just like in the Star Wars movies, now we've had 
three Death Stars blow up almost by the same exact issue. There's a design flaw there somebody really needs to fix. And, you know, and it's always, of course, it has to be the hero. I'm kind of like, I want some random janitor to blow up the Death Star now, you know? Like, I mean, seriously, does it have to be, you know, the chosen one? Can it just be some random guy walking by? Because it's it's a little too predictable. But yeah, you're right. You know, the dark side definitely needs new engineers or something. But it kind of makes me wonder, is it that Hollywood thinks it's super bankable to be nostalgic or do they just not trust the audience? Um, I think it's part of it, both of it. Um, uh, we were talking about the Fast and Furious franchise. I can't tell those movies apart. Uh, there's what, been eight now, I think? I don't even know. They're yeah, probably going to um, be doing it till they're 60. You know, the only one that ever stands out is Tokyo Drift because they went to Japan. And um, and it's also often, unless you're like drifting in your car, uh, most people think it was the worst one. So it stands out. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, it, otherwise, all the other movies, I couldn't tell you what plot was in each of them. I just know there's cars racing around and doing crazy stunts. Um, but somewhere along the line, there, I guess there has to be a story in there. Yeah, you know, I mean... Like, if you ask me what Mary Poppins Returns was about, and I, I liked it. You know, I watched it and I asked, I thought it was charming. But yeah, you know, something again with the banks. Banks are evil. You know, imagination, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then know. they hit you with a couple, you know, uh, cameos that were super cool. And everyone got all ooh in the audience, you know, and they brought mm-hmm. back, you know, Dick Van, um, Dick Van Dyke. I almost said mm-hmm. Dick Van Patten. Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Yeah, you really got to <laughs> you got to look at your IMDb here. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I will say okay, this is this is uh not in the this is a little off topic. I was actually really annoyed as far as like the writing goes. This is the one thing I did not like about Mary Poppins Returns. I love Angela Lansbury, but I thought it was really weird to introduce a new character right at the end of the movie. That has It, it was character. it was kind of a cameo, I guess. A big it cameo. Was a very, it was a very big cameo, but it just felt weird because, like, she's got this big song and dance number, and she totally knows who Mary is, and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I feel like she should be more relevant earlier in the plot. You know what's going I just on? Kept, I just kept hearing Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, so. Oh, I she I think she's a fabulous actress, so I don't mind. Oh, she's like, wonderful. You know, but I just I just thought it was weird to have such a big thing right at the end because even Let's Go Fly a Kite was not. It was like what you know, less than a minute, I think. They sing the song, they fly the kite, and Mary leaves. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a big, big number compared to what else was in the movie. So that's why I was just like, what are they doing? But anyway. Yeah, so uh, what are we going to do? Um, try to be more original, I guess. What, what would you guys do differently to make these movies stand out as their own unique stories? And how would you make a sequel be a true sequel instead of just beat by beat the original or do you like that let us know at writerscooptherapy.com you can also find us on twitter at wg therapy and if you like what you hear subscribe and share it with your friends we'll see you next week